Hello and welcome to Green and Gold Rugby's Teams podcast. I'm Sully Sullivan and I'm joined this week by Happy and Carl from the Gaga News team. And we're going to take you through all the teams named for this week's Super Rugby round. Happy, what was your highlight from round one? Um, my my rugby highlight for the week, I'm not going to go with, uh, with Super Rugby, is uh, being a Scottish-born Australian, um, the Calcutta Cup. Uh, Scotland, have, Scotland have now won it four times in a row. And if you were listening to that on the radio, that Scotland have won it four times in a row, that is the first time you've heard it on the radio. First time since 1896 they've won four on, a, on the trot. So pretty good, pretty good weekend in all as far as that was concerned. Um, and look, Super Rugby, it was just great to have it back. Honestly, just great. Loved it. Yeah, that was a pretty special moment. Carl, what was your highlight from last weekend's rugby? Well, obviously the Canes winning was a highlight for me because that's the team I support. But but to be honest, the, the bit I loved the most was when Pattaya threw his foot at that ball and it went 60 metres downfield with a wild-ass kick and they ended up scoring off it. You know, and, and to me that's part of what's so great about the game. We, we sit there and we watch people with these, you know, they have these moves, they do this, they set up things. And then a guy like Pattaya runs and takes a wild swing at the ball. It goes miles downfield and the whole te- team is sitting. And you can see it on the, on the day, you know, his whole team was raised up because of that. And the Waratahs, they all dropped. It was like, holy shit. You know, to me, that's rugby. And it was brilliant. I loved it. I, at the field, we didn't even realise when it happened. It was like one minute the ball was going towards uh, the Waratahs' goal and next minute it's 60 metres back up the ground. It was amazing. Oh, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, my special moment for the weekend, or best moment of the weekend, was Damien McKenzie coming back from fullback and um, for the Chiefs' second try in an absolute brilliant game between the Chiefs and Crusaders. You couldn't get a better game to start uh, Super Rugby 2024. But that, just stepping the uh, kicker coming through to defend his, his own kick and then taking off, passing to one guy and, like, beating the player with the ball and then uh, Zane Sullivan scoring practically under the post. I thought it was a brilliant piece of rugby. you, you got to say, that, that that last pass where he did a wild pass that bounced off the ground, went straight yes. into his arm, so he ran through. There was a little bit of luck involved, but... You know, um, Damien McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, Damien McKenzie for me. That that is where he's at his best. He's at the back of the ground. He can see the whole field. He sees where the gaps are, and he knows when to take it. And yeah, that I don't think there's a lot of people better than him in that. So yeah, good call, mate. We haven't even talked about Corey Tool's couple of tries. He's chip and chase, and he's um, the Alessio pass to Tool for his second try. That was pretty mm. special. So there was yeah. lots of highlights from the weekend. Yeah, the number eight from Brumby's try. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I forgot all about that one. That was brilliant. That that second try of Tool, for me, was one of the best examples I've seen of a guy coming in, Lelicio, who drew the opposition in with a with a draw and pass to set someone up. It was just fantastic play. He took the. He took the opposition completely out of the game by a simple little draw and pass. Beautiful rugby. Just beautiful yeah. to watch. Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on. The first game is the Highlanders against the Blues. It's on Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All games this weekend are at Amy Park in um, Melbourne. So um, the Blues defeated the uh, Drua 34-10 last weekend and the Highlanders defeated Moana 35-21. Um, and I didn't catch any of those games, guys, because I was a bit distracted with birthday celebrations. Did either of you manage to catch them? I, yeah, no, I, I actually saw most of the games on the weekend. It was good. Um, Highlanders Blues is going to be interesting. Um, there's been a few changes to the Blues, um, and I don't think they're particularly good ones. Rico Ioni is out with a, with an injury, um, which I'm, those of you who have read Gagger for a while will know that I'm not a huge fan of Rico at, at 13. I, I still think he's a better winger. Um, the one that gets me, though, is his brother, Akiri, coming in. I'm not a fan of Akiri Ioni at all. He's a, he's a YouTube special ponce for me. He, he loves the big ponce. He runs down the, you know... I want, I want to play against the first 15 and look good, but when it comes to the real game, I, I disappear. Um, the, the, one of the great things for me about the last last Rugby World Cup was that he was dropped by, um, finally dropped out of the All Blacks, and I don't think he deserves a spot. Um, Highlanders are stepping up this year. They've got a couple of young players who are, um, who last week again Moana Pacific their defence let them down at times, but they they were able to grab the game and they were able to step up when it was needed. I think they might actually give the Blues a bit of a shock. I think the Blues will take this, but I, I certainly wouldn't write the Highlanders off. Let's see, the Blues have basically changed nine players in their starting lineup. Do they have the depth to cover that? Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Um, I think they do. Um, I think I certainly think that this whole idea that New Zealand's lost lots of players because of Rugby World Cup and so we're now going to be a lot weaker is, is a myth more than a reality. Um, we're lucky we have the NPC. The NPC provides players that can step up. Um, they're not stepping from club rugby. They're stepping from that next level. So I think they can. Um but it'll be interesting to see how they go. I, I think I, I think the Highlanders have actually played very well in the weekend, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a Highlanders win, even though I think the Blues will take it. Bill, your yeah, thoughts, Bill? Yeah, I think that's fair. The Highlanders uh, boosted by Ethan De Groot coming back, but uh, the Blues have probably got three or four All Blacks who are coming back in. Um, Tonga Fasi, Papali'i, you know, so that they'll be they'll be fairly strong. I would have thought. I just think they've probably got a little bit too much polish, um, and for that reason, I'm I'm picking the Blues. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not picking anyone. I'm going to stay on the fence on that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. You know the rules. You got to say something. Okay, you got to go with the Blues. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Highlanders definitely in with a really good chance, but I just love the Blues. Love the way they play rugby. So. Fair enough, too. Okay, so on to game two, uh, Rebels Force. Uh, that's at 7 o'clock Friday night. Uh, Rebels went down to the Brumbies 30-3 and the Force lost to the Hurricanes 44-14. to 
was pretty I was expecting more from the Rebels, to tell you the truth. I was pretty disappointed in how they played. So they bolstered their front row. They brought uh, Murphy and Daniel um, Tupu into the starting lineup. For the um, they dropped Ulysses and Talakai, and they fixed. They've changed their half. They want a bit more speed at half, or by the looks of it, and they've gone with Tuttle instead of Maunder. Um The Pommy Proctor. No, he's an All Black, isn't he? Sorry. I think he played one game for the All Blacks. It's gone From Wellington, yeah. And uh, Dalgunu moved back to his uh, where he's more familiar on the wings. Uh, the Force have bought uh, Ryan Coxon uh, in for Marley Pierce, who got suspended and and has a broken nose. Hmm. <laughs> um, Jeremy Williams is back at lock, and Rodder is I hear like out for three or four weeks. Yeah, I heard a bit longer actually. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on this game, guys? Uh, for mine, I, I, um, I just think the the rebels looked a bit overcooked last week. They were a bit too emotional with all their problems, and um, I'm hoping they'll settle down a little bit this week. Uh, they've got, I think they've got their better hooker in um, in uh, starting this week. You know, I hate to be negative on someone, but I really don't think Ulysses is very good. I don't think his set piece works up to standard. And until it is, I wouldn't have him in the team. Um, I like the I like the look of the Rebels, and I think if they can get it together, it should be fine. the The force really just struggled up front. I mean, they've their front row got uh, got destroyed by the by the cane by the canes last week. They've got Jeremy Williams, who's the young captain's come back in, sort of from from mine from you know six through fifteen. They're actually a very good team, but I think they just struggle up in the up front. Uh, I've picked the Rebels to bounce back. I just think that they were a little bit they'll have settled down after last week's effort. Thoughts, gents? Ryan Cox, yep. Tom Horton, and Santiago Madrano. That's a pretty good front row, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but. The um, yeah, not, not as good as Muffy and Tupo, though, mate. Mm. Rebels by 15. Mm. They got this. They, they last last week, they I think they they did a lot of good individual play last week, but they didn't really come together as a cohesive team. And I think that that's what they'll be working on this week. and I think that they've got the players to take it through. Proctor will make a big difference at 13 because Dalguni is is really good on the attack and the defence as a one-on-one at time, but I don't think he understands fully about the, fifth, the 13 role of managing a back line and creating space and, and all those other things, and I think Proctor will do that. I, I actually think the Rebels will take this quite easily this weekend. I think they'll bounce back really well. I think mm. the Force are going to struggle this year. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, I think. Yeah, look, I'm going to I'm going to try and sit in the fence again, but, um, yeah, I think I have to go with the Rebels. Tupo mm. and Murphy in there and Tuttle at halfback. There's yeah. Some, some good combinations there. No sitting on the fence, mate, just because you splinters up your ass. <laughs> I'm just so terrible at picking, um, <laughs> like, I just don't do it because I can't, I don't pick. I always pick, like, pick the Reds. Pick the Reds every week, no matter how slim their chances are. 
That's like me with the Canes, mate. That's part of being a supporter. Yeah, I guess so. That's why they call it a fan. Game three, <laughs> Moana Pacifica against the Fiji Drua. It's at uh, 4 p.m. on Saturday. Um, Moana went down to the Highlanders, 35-21, and Fiji went down to the Blues, 34-10. Um, again, I, I didn't see those games. I haven't had a chance to catch up. Um, so I'm not sure about form or who was lucky. Um, from what I'm hearing, Moana are expected to win this, maybe. I don't know. That's a big call. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. a big call. I I think this is going to be a really tight game. Um, I think Moana have stepped up this year. Um, the Drua, the Drua, what I liked about them is they've brought in their um, team from the Fijian team at the Rugby World Cup who played absolutely brilliantly till he got injured. And I think he might make a big difference for the Drua. Um, you've got those two senior Drua players um, on the bench. Uh, sorry, the Moana players on the bench. They're mm. Lefano and Kipu, um, which in some ways isn't quite isn't such a bad idea because it'll give the young guys a chance to shine. But you know, Moana were beating the Highlanders right up until about the last ten minutes of that game. So I think you know they they've got quite a good team this year, and they seem to have got that little balance between throwing the ball around and keeping it tight um, that they didn't really have last year. I think they've got that this year. So they they I think if they keep it tight, they're going to really challenge the drawer. But I think overall the drawer have just got too much, and I think they'll take this one. Okay. Happy, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I just think the drawer. I, I, I'm picking the drawer, but it's probably just more on reputation than actually a deep understanding of where they're at. Um, I think Frank Lamani is an underrated player. Uh, the drawer for mine just have a will just have a little bit more cohesion. Uh, and for me, I just that's where I just see them being that little bit better than the Moana. Um, and I think it'll also be more, much more of a home game for the draw. You know, the Fijian crowd certainly get out uh, wherever they go, and certainly in Melbourne there'll be plenty there. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah stick. that's fair. I'll stick with the Moana. So I've I've made my bet. I'm going to lie on it. Hmm. <laughs> so game four. Game four is uh, Crusaders versus Waratahs. Um, Supper six on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the Crusaders lost to the Chief, 33-29, but I wouldn't be putting much uh, weight to that. The Waratahs lost to the Mighty Reds, 40-22. to uh, Crusaders have lost uh, to Marty Williams and their young fly-half, Rahana. Um, I don't know how much of a difference that would make. Who's come in for Rahana? It's... Um, Taha, oh, I'm going to mess up someone's name now. Yeah, so Taha Kamara. Taha Kamara is is actually a pretty good player, and the good thing about that is that he's played with um, their halfback um, a number of times before. So they used to play hot. So Noah 
Hotham, who's the halfback, and Kamara have played together previously at high school level and through age grade rugby. So I think that won't be a loss. Um, for me, I think that the Crusaders have got this. There's no way the Tars, they're, they're struggling. Perez is out. Um, Marky Mark is, is under an injury cloud, and even if, even if he plays, he's still got that injury cloud over him while he does play, so I think they're going to struggle. I think the I think the Crusaders' tight five are going to win the battle of the, the ball, which is going to mean that their back line is going to have better ball to play with. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Hoss, but I just can't see the Waratahs winning this one. Yeah, um, Marky Marks uh, tweaked a hamstring by all accounts. Yeah. Um, Ned Hannigan's back on the bench for the Waratahs. I don't know how much difference that'll make. It'll bring some energy, that's for sure. But, yeah, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Um, Crusaders to win this probably in a trot. Look, I I can I can see the I can see the Tars finishing third in this game there. Um <laughs> the the Satyrs the Satyrs are gonna be an annoyed that they lost to the Waratahs last year. They're gonna be annoyed that they lost to the Chiefs. Um I still don't think they're as good as they were last year, but you know, they put you know, you look at again, you look at their their forward pack. I just don't see how um the Tars are gonna stand stand up against, you know, but you know the, the the relative front row of you know again Moody and Frank's coming on that Fletcher Newell and George Bauer that that's some four quality props yeah and I just don't think the Tars stack up against that at all well so I've um yeah I'm sorry Tars fans I just don't think it's going to be pleasant for you okay so game five is probably the game of the round I'm guessing. Chiefs yeah. versus Brumbies. Yeah. Chiefs versus Brumbies uh, Sunday at 1pm. Uh, Chiefs defeated the Crusaders 33-29 and the Brumbies defeated the Rebels 30-33. Um, thoughts on this guy, game, guys? It's going to be a cracker. Um, honestly, it's, um, you know, the Chiefs are, Chiefs are very good. There's a lot of good people who think that they, they're favourites for the whole thing. Uh you know, it was a high-quality game that they played last week. I don't see them actually – I think that's just going to be their standard. I don't see them – their floor being a particularly low floor. I think the ceiling's pretty high. Um, and so they're going to be a quality team. The Brumpies equally, I thought they might drop away a bit this year and they've absolutely proven me to be – to know not very much at all. Um, just a really good quality team that just – Seems to be mature in how they play as well. They not, you know, they they know their roles and they're very cohesive unit. Uh, you know, they've lost Pete Samu, but that uh, Charlie Cale's come in and and looked really good. That Luke Rhymer's good over the ball. Uh, and to your point earlier, Carl, no, I see has played beautifully on the weekend. So yeah. just going to be a cracking game of rugby. I've got it down as. Um, the Brumbies, but look, I don't think there'll be more than a score in it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I, th I think the Chiefs are going to notice the loss of Tapia more than anything else. I think that he 
last weekend in the back line, he provided a, a solid platform that a lot of their play came off because that ability that he's got to take the ball in hard and make ground in the tackle, which means when the ball comes out, the defence is always moving backwards. And then when you've got a player like McKenzie or um, even Sean Stevenson coming in, while the defence is going backwards, that really allows them to, to look at that space and provide provide things. And I think that with him being injured, that will slow some of that down. Um I, I thought the Chief were were lucky a lot last weekend. Um, that try that you mentioned with the which was your highlight of the week there, Sully, you know, if that bounce had gone another way, they wouldn't have scored that try. So I think in a lot of play they were lucky and yeah, you make your own luck and, and all the rest of it and I understand that. Um, but I think with the way the Brumbies are playing, if they keep that expansive game, um, they've got a really good attacking threat that will challenge the Chiefs. I think this is going to be a tight game. I mean, I, I think the Chiefs will take it, and I think the Chiefs will take it by about uh, four or five points, but I think it's going to be one of the, an excellent game of rugby and is really going to showcase the game over here. Whichever team wins it, and I'm with you, Carl, I think the Chiefs will scrape in, but whichever team wins it is started the season with two wins against good opposition. And that's a yeah. that's a brilliant start for this competition. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. Be, both teams will be keen to get on top on that one. Mm. So, last game of the round is Hurricanes and uh, the Reds. It's Carl against Happy and me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, hey, on baby. Nah. Sunday afternoon at uh, three thirty p.m. Uh, the Hurricanes had a win against the Force, 44-14. The Reds uh, defeated their arch enemy, the Waratahs, 40-22. Uh, the Reds have kept the same squad as last week, and just that um, Jock Campbell's moved into 11 on the wing and Greeley's moved back to the bench. Um, the Canes have done, made a few changes. They've lost um, William. No, they've lost... Lomax and Cariffi. Flanders and Cariffi. They're at six and seven. Yep. So they've moved uh, Tite Howden into six. Peter Lakai moves in from eight to seven. And Brandon Blues is at eight. Is that going to make a huge difference, Carl? Yeah, I think it will, actually. I think the, um, I think the Hurricanes are going to struggle in this game. Um, they, they've lost, like, with with um, Adi Adi Savia going over to France, they're relying a lot on Carifi, and with him out, their loose loose forward pack is not going to be as effective as what it was last weekend. So I think they might struggle there. Um, they've got a great, they've got a really good nine, ten, twelve, fifteen combination, which which is looking very very strong, and I think that will help them. If they get the ball, um, the issue I think for the Kane is, Canes is are they going to get enough ball to be able to actually use that back line the way that it, they want to use it? Um, I think the Reds played really, really well last weekend against the Tars. I think they're a great team. I still think their biggest weakness is their back three. Um, personally, I would have put Campbell at 15. I would have put Pattaya on the wing and I would have shoved Luna Valley 
back to bloody club rugby second, third, 15, where he deserves to play because he doesn't do anything. In my mind, that shows that he's any better than that sort of a level play, but that's separate. Um, I love the loose forward team that the Reds have got. I think that the way they work in combination with each other and the way they they seem to work really well and the fact that their weaknesses are covered because the strengths they have adds up to more than the weaknesses. And, and as, a, as a loose forward trio, I think they are one of the better group in the entire competition at the moment. And they, if they prevent the Hurricanes from getting ball, then the Hurricanes will struggle. So I think this is going to actually be a really, really good game. Um, obviously, as a Kane supporter, I'm going to say the Canes will win this, but it's certainly tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. I think out of the Reds' back row trio, uh, Liam Wright definitely doesn't get the plaudits he deserved. He does a lot of work to make, let the other two guys do what they do. And he also runs the line out and co-captain of the team. Like, he's he does a lot. So, yeah. Mm. Thumbs up for Liam Wright. Um, yeah. I'm going with the Reds, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> my, my biggest – I've got – a couple of concerns for the Reds in this game. Um, the I I think the um, the breakdown could absolutely be a dockyard brawl because um, uh, I think they've actually drawn. I've actually put have my red suffered enough. We had James Dolman last week, and now we got him again. And and he, I think he's just a horrible referee at the breakdown, um, and really doesn't let it flow. Um, so I just think that could be a really uh, I think it'll, that'll give the advantage to the Hurricanes because they'll in a more static game. I think they'll they've got the capacity to break the game a little bit more. Um, so that's that's a concern for me. I did I I was I was impressed with um, the Reds front row last last week because they um, they certainly improved over their their trial form. I, I'm with um, Carl. I think that their back their back three are uh, they. Their loose forwards are probably some of the best in the comp. Yeah. Uh, I, but you know, the Canes have got you know brought you know that Cam Rogard in after the uh, that Voyun, the South African uh, import or not import immigrant um, uh, did really well last week. So you know it's a, that's a pretty pretty good place to be when you know I. I think Roy Guard's probably one of the best halfbacks in the comp. So this will be a cracking game. Uh, with my heart, I'm going for the Reds. So, <laughs> Of course you are. And I would expect yeah. nothing else, my friend. Oh, I wonder what coaches see in Vunavalu that we don't because he, he gets picked week after week after week. So it would be interesting to figure out. My, my, my tinfoil hat tells me that he gets a game because Rugby Australia have invested so much money in them. They have told everybody he has to play. Um, but, and while I say that tongue-in-cheek, I actually can't see any other reason why he keeps getting picked. He 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 was, even last week against the Waratahs, you know, with a, with a game like that where they win by 40-22, you would expect a winger who is meant to be one of the best players in world rugby to have scored points. But he wasn't there. He never did anything. I, hmm. I 
I don't understand it. I've got no idea what's behind it, mate. And I love using my tinfoil hat as a uh, as a as a reason for it, but I I don't believe that myself, obviously. So uh, yeah, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, look, I think tinfoil hat. I'm with you, but um, look, he obviously he obviously is a training warrior, and he he's one of those guys as well who fits all the metrics. If you look at it, and and every coach thinks that they can fix it, um, and, well, what, and to your point with the with what he's probably getting paid, he's got to prove that he can't play, whereas uh, somebody who's coming up through the system has to prove that they can. Um, what metrics does he hit, mate? Oh, mate, he's six foot eleven teen and runs really quick when he does run when he's not broken down, and you know he he looks like you know he, you know he's got muscles on his muscles. Uh, he's just not a very good rugby player. <laughs> Fair call. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm confused. But uh, that's not uncommon. Mm. Okay, so we're all agree the Reds are going to win that? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to a little segment that we haven't really thought of a name for yet, but uh, we're just going to call it What's the Best and Worst Thing About Rugby at the Moment? Carl, what's your thoughts? What's the best and worst things about rugby at the moment? Um, so for me, one of the things I thought was really good about the weekend was the way the um, on-field official took control of the match. Um, that that yellow card in the um, in the blue in the Reds game was it Reds game straight off where high tackle caught a guy in the air. No, no review by the TMO. Rule deliberately on what you see and crack on. Um, and and I know there's a lot of talk about the the missed knock on and that sort of thing. But I actually really enjoyed that the referees took control of the match, and I hope that continues. So that's that's my best part. the The worst part about rugby at the moment um, for me is. And it's probably more because of where we are in Super Rugby at the moment, but this lack of decision-making about what's happening with the Rebels, this whole story about what's going to happen over the next year. You know, we, we heard early today that they're going to, you know, there's talk of bringing the Argentinian team back in early and everything else. Um, you know, these guys... The people running this show need to just get their shit together. It's it's like they have no idea about what they're doing. And every time these sort of things come on, it's just more and more material for the naysayers to keep going down their negative path. And, and I just leave, just make a fucking decision, get positive and let's move on. That That's for me anyway. I think with the rebels, like the a, a judge is giving him ninety days to come up with something. So not gonna, nothing's going to happen. Gonna, in the next eighty-five. They're not going to come up with it. We all know that. There's no one's going to run. Oh, look, rebels! You've over the last five years, you've spent millions and millions of RA's money. You've achieved nothing, and you're still in debt. Here's twenty million bucks. Let's see if you can do it again. No one who, no one who's got enough money to do that. Is stupid enough to fucking go down that path. Sorry, you, you, 
if look, you're that dumb, you don't have that much money. That's sorry. Look, part of the part of the VA process, there is there, there's two elements to it. There's the Rugby Australia element, and there's the um, there's a legal element. And the administrator's gotten a certain number of days to do a certain number of things, and that's where that part happens. So yep. that's that's the part of the entity of Melbourne Rebels would continue to run if uh, there was a something on the table that could make that happen, either selling the club to somebody else, doing a deed of company uh, administration where people agreed to get paid certain percentages back or some other mechanism. That's separate to what Rugby Australia are doing. Rugby Australia, I think probably when the Rebels committed an act of insolvency, RA got the licence back. So RA can decide to do a number of different things of either rebooting it from scratch, just letting the Melbourne Rebels fall over, Buy, you know, they could either buy the IP or not, and next year it could be the Melbourne, you know, tinfoil hats, um, and then you know, there's something you could get around, and then um, the so th there's a whole stack of different things to do, um, some of which is the administrator, and some of which is uh, the rebels and RA. So, look, I think just let it play out. Everyone wants an immediate resolution. It's not. It's not easy, and then you can't have an immediate resolution. So, a little bit of patience wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, in my view. That's no, true. Yeah, no, I feel cool, mate. Mm. A lack of patience is one of Australian rugby's problems. That's, if you ask me, maybe that could be Probably for twenty-five years. <laughs> Happy. What's your best and worst thing about rugby at the moment? Um. Oh, look, I just, I just like that it's back. Yeah, love the ambition that some of the teams play with. Uh, it's the thing that I I really love about the sport. Uh, just the ambition that you know people play with some of the the small the small and big skills that people play with, and the fact that it's you know it's big blokes hitting each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, the thing the thing the only thing that really bugs me about the sport at the moment is just that we allow you know we allow others to set the narrative. You know, we, you know, we enjoy the sport. I think it's a great sport. I think it's one of the best. And we let people from with other agendas try to tell us that it's boring or whatever. I mean, um, you know, I'm not going to say one, one of my favourite jokes at the moment because I, I don't want to um, offend too many people. But, um, you know, it's just like, you know, a rugby league scrum is just 12, you know, 12 blokes having a hug, you know. We need to celebrate those sorts of things. Yes, you keep hearing about how scrums are boring, and I love them. Yeah, I love them too. You're yeah. talking about that that post that's just been released recently, where that guy was going on and talking about how boring rugby was, and mm. you know, yeah, he he's he's a league supporter who's too stupid to understand the game, and because he doesn't understand it, it's boring. You know what? We actually don't need people mm. like that. So fuck off and watch league. <laughs> One of the most successful leagues in the world is the NFL. Ball in play times like twelve minutes in four hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. They seem to go okay. Yeah, pretty works all right, doesn't it? Mm. Okay, I'm going to keep my best and worst things reasonably small. Uh, my best thing at the moment is just watching Les Kiss coach. Like, I think he's like a swan. He's all calm on the surface, but underneath, like his little legs are flapping. You can't sit. <laughs> He gets so excited and he, he can't stop moving. He's jumping around. It's just 
wonderful to watch. And I love watching him do interviews. I love watching him during game. He just loves the he just loves the game. He loves coaching. Mm. The worst thing I think is watching players do set moves or go through their patterns and just not think about what they're doing in their patterns, like getting the ball and just passing it and not fixing defense, not you know getting a man to 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 commit to you defending you. Just mm. shuffling it on and letting it, letting the defense just sweep across and and um, and just take the man outside you or the man outside them. You see it constantly. Um, so I need coaches to start um, teaching players to play what's in front of you and not just go through dumb moves. Mm. So okay. Have we covered everything, guys? Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all we have for this week. Remember to check out the Rugby Report Card and the Drop Kickoff podcast, also on the Gagger Network, and you can catch news articles from Happy Carl and our other news writers every weekday morning on greengoldrugby.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks. Cheers, team. That was awesome. Yeah. It got better.